This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Well, well, well. A dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound to kick off a brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. We have two candidates. Two final candidates. Very exciting. First of all, he hails from Yale Business School. He recently ran a small pharmaceutical company. This general manager candidate, the Specter of Impeachment. On the other hand, we have the option of he's young, he's a go-getter, a firebrand. People seem to like him. The Major League Baseball playoffs! When do the playoffs start? Any second now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that update. The regular season is over, so check your local. I know the one-game playoff um, that the Oakland A's are are playing on Wednesday. Yeah. I think that's probably a good answer. Wednesday. Hmm. How do we feel about the one-game play-in playoff? It's a little gimmicky, but crazy exciting. Yeah, both. Both of those are correct. Yeah, I mean, you win that, you could go all the way. Sure. You could hold the big trophy. You lose that, you're heading to the golf course. A loser. Loser! Right. I don't care if you won 95 games, you're a loser. So we did a low-T Friday where we didn't talk much about Trump and impeachment. Trying to figure out how much we're going to talk about it uh, going forward. I think the standard needs to be if anything new happened, because there's a lot of repeating the same stuff over and over again. What if new things were said? New provocative things. Do new Trump tweets count? Same things in a different way. Uh, There are some Trump tweets, I think, that rise to the level of uh, news today. But I definitely think this is worth mentioning, because this is what's going to drive it or not, and that's the the public's um, feeling about it. And there's a new poll out today that, you know, had the weekend to marinate and uh, and people having a good look at what's going on. And here's where we are. 55% of Americans support Pelosi's announcement, 55 to 45. That's good news for the impeachment crowd, mm-hmm. uh, that it's 55-45. However, nearly the same percentage of Americans, 53%, think that the House Democrats uh, are driven mainly to hurt Trump politically in the 2020 election, not to protect U.S. interests. That was the particular question. Wow. Is this impeachment about hurting Trump or protecting U.S. interests? And 53% about hurting Trump politically. That really sounds like a populace that could be swayed back and forth, depending on uh, developments and whether they just get tired of it. And Boy, they, 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 that's a really interesting couple of numbers. I'll admit, I, I'm so, I was surprised it was as high as 55 me too. 55 to 45. Whose poll is that? That's the, the Adam Schiff poll? <laughs> CBS News YouGov. If this holds up, you know, you'll need a couple of polls to figure out if this is an outlier or not. That'll take a little while. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if, if this poll is correct, that's good news for the impeachment crowd. But look at the way it's split. Democrats support the impeachment 87 to 13. Republicans do not 77 to 23. Independents are split right down the middle. Yeah. But like so many other issues, it's just not. I mean, well, obviously you need to impeach him if you're a Democrat. And if you're a Republican, of course not. Yeah. 
So how does that play out? We'll see. I would suggest that uh, given the 97% leftward lean of the mainstream media, most of the American people, to the extent that they're following this, have gotten a message that leans way toward Adam Schiff's side in this. So I'm not shocked that there's an initial an initial feeling of, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's appropriate. We'll see if that lasts. Yeah, that- because that second number made it absolutely clear that that, that support is, is iffy. It, well, in the words of that... That uh, fine gent in South Carolina, I believe it was. It's Laffy. That's a good point you make. Uh, you make regularly, and I always forget. People, the, the regular people are getting their their information through a, a lens that is incredibly biased. And that's where they end up. Yeah, and I think it's as strong as, yeah, I heard the A's are pretty good this year. They don't follow it. They're not fans. Yeah. It's just they kind of caught wind of it. Yeah. I am with baseball, like most people are with politics. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've heard the Yankees are pretty good. I've heard the A's might be in the playoffs. That's about all I know. Um, I kind of was a leafy. Me too. And one more note. Oh, so I, I saw one of my favorite pundits, like a serious, taken seriously, big time pundit, say the Democrats are uh, uh, making a good move in having Adam Schiff be the face of this because I don't think he's seen as political by most people. <gasps> And I thought, that's what the big-time mainstream guy I respect pundit is going to say. Great, Scott. I don't think Adam Schiff is seen as a as a political in this. So, Is there a bigger arse clown on the American scene than Adam Schiff? <laughs> Got the smallest, so, thinnest neck I've ever seen. What's the I, neck uh, issue? Eye of the beholder, I guess, so. More or maybe not more on that Great later. Scott. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Uh, good. Still working on the wedding stuff. This yes. will be a long ordeal. Yes, it will. But, <laughs> so we went to golf courses this weekend to check out stuff, and oh boy, that, that was expensive. So, so the, I'm thinking getting more, married at a golf course? Or, or? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just we're throwing everything at the wall right now. How about a wedding that is golfing, where you just kind of hole by hole, you kind of do a little bit of the wedding? How about a miniature golf course? Do it right in front of the little <laughs> castle there. Wow. There you go. Have a little yeah. the windmill. Yeah, have like yeah. a chocolate fountain at yeah. the yeah. anthill. I was, at, I was at a wedding yesterday. It was one of the nicest weddings I've ever been to. But what if you had, like, the flower girl and ring boy come out on the first hole, and then the second hole you have uh, the bridesmaid maybe song and the, play or something, and the best right. man walk out, and then the next hole you just kind of little by little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe, maybe then the, the wife actually appears as you hit the 10th tee. You know, in her dress, because you can't see her prior to that. Or are you and, playing along? Of course, then you end up with yeah. a situation like, I'm I'm out there in the weeds looking for my ball. Everybody's <laughs> grandma's starting to get a little faint in the heat. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Michael. Uh, You're but... club chucking angry by the time <laughs> things get underway. Right. I want you married now! <laughs> so I'm finding this is really expensive, so I may have to cut to guest list, but what if I did this? Would this be in poor taste? And this is what I'm thinking. I cut the guest uh, list in half. Half of them actually attend in person. The other half get a Skype feed. Wow. Yes. Sort of, sort of some sort I of like that. A Facebook. tier system. Yes. Like is popular now. You got a first tier, you're actually there. Second tier, you're watching it on Skype or right. Facebook Live. Yeah, just YouTube stream it or something. Well, maybe yeah. a, and then a third tier of you, you get pictures in an audio cassette right. or something. 
So I got to figure that out. But, you know, you know. Uh, speaking for uh, misanthropic Americans everywhere, where do I sign up for the Skype feed? <laughs> uh, not for your wedding, Michael. I mean, that's the social event of the decade. Now, you right? guys are all in the first tier. Oh, just my so gosh. You know. I, I'm telling you, Michael, so absolutely. Honored. Don't, don't tell them you're throwing a wedding. Tell them you're just throwing a party. See how the prices yeah, change. I know. I, I'm really <laughs> tempted to do that, Sean. I really am. That is a good idea. It's not our damn business what kind of party it that is. That is a really good idea. I mean, idea. do you think they would stop the wedding mid-ceremony? I dare them to. <laughs> right. Please. Yeah, we need that. It's easy uh, to say when it's not my wedding, though. <laughs> that, that grassy area with the nice backdrop. Yeah, we're going to use that for about half an hour for uh, pin the tail on the donkey or something. Just not two people getting married. My kid's getting out of eighth grade, so we need a little spot. Yeah. Yeah, we, we want to com- hand him his diploma, take some nice pictures. That's it. Competitive beanbag tossing. That's a pretty good idea. I wonder if studies have been done on that. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, fresh from a uh, a family gathering celebrating my grandmother's ninety seventh birthday. Wow, man! Uh, it was it was wonderful. Got to see all sorts of uncles and cousins and and relatives and aunts that you don't get to see nearly as often as I'd like. Uh, and yeah, it was just good time, fulfilling. Uh, it was un- essentially unplugged from most of the internet for the weekend, which felt great. Sure. Uh, and yeah, who that- whoever comes out of a, a weekend or a vacation where they're unplugged and say that was terrible. I really missed the day-to-day information. I feel um, so behind. Yeah, and and the and the being jerked around by all this stimulus. I really missed that. Nobody ever says that. Everybody says that was awesome, and then goes right back to it. Of course, but and I, I come from a family of feeders, and as such, we often overprepare the amount of food that is actually <laughs> eaten. So I got sent home with the Fred Flintstone serving of steaks that I'm just going to devour <laughs> wow, over the next wow. week. Oh, man, that is fantastic. Wow. Oh. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I uh, I am doing very, very well. Had a great weekend myself. I went to a meeting of the tribes on the coast, and I returned with a gift for Mr. Joe Getty. Oh, wow, see, do tell. Even um, in a really cool canvas bag. Wow. Allow me to present. Careful, it's heavy. Allow me to present. I'm very, very strong, Marshall. Three <laughs> bottles. Grip strength is out of this world. Oh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> three bottles of artisanal Clune oh. Organics Real Tonic Cocktail Mixer made wow. with natural Peruvian Sincona. I'm That's sorry, what you did needed. you say unnatural Peruvian Sincona? <laughs> No, natural. Oh, natural. Oh, natural. nice. <laughs> oh, this looks uh, fine, fine. Yes. You know, yeah. the course of the year, I hope that uh, you have a chance course to... Course of the year? <laughs> That'll be gone by the fourth hour of the show. What? I was trying to, you know, These give him the better. Are <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, and, and give my best to your bud who makes that stuff. I will, I will indeed. It's fabulous. Real tonic. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I went to a wedding. Taste yesterday. of Peru. I went to a wedding yesterday. <laughs> I want to talk about later. First time I'd been to a wedding in a very long time. And my I took my uh, my oldest, my nine year old, the first wedding he'd ever been to. Oh, really? Yeah, that's charming. Yeah, it was good for him to have that experience too. Talk did, about that did later. He dress up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yep. We dressed up. It was cool. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, September 30th, the year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then into action. Here we go. Precisely according to FCC rules or eggs at Mark. We get a lot of good press. We like to read it a lot. Uh, we like to pat ourselves on the back. You know, they're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. Uh, a little context there. Uh, is it, uh, a frustrated college football coach after a tough oh, loss. Oh, right. Talking about his own team being fat, dumb, and entitled. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I read that in print. I hadn't heard that. I thought, wow, that's uh, the sort of thing maybe you... <laughs> You think about for a while before you say out loud. Entitled. Unless they are fat, dumb, and entitled. 
I tell you, I have talked to, I want to be accurate on this. Well, maybe I'll keep it vague. A number of figures involved in uh, national sports leagues, multiple figures, and they all say the same thing. The young players are very, very different, and they're extremely fragile, and they're kind of nuts. You know, the NBA announced just the other day that every team has to have a mental health professional uh, with the team now. That Shouldn't this be studied at the university level? Every single university yeah. should have a team out there trying to figure out what's going on. It's something. Fat, it, lazy, and entitled. Is it the environment? Is it the parents? I don't know. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, whistleblower at the heart of the Ukraine-Trump controversy set to testify as debate on all sides blows up. You've got Saudi Prince Salman taking responsibility for the murder of that Saudi journalist. And I was surprised to see him back on 60 Minutes yep. last night. Last time he was on, he really got the, uh, you know, the, uh, the puff piece. Yep. Not as much last night. And SpaceX CEO Elon Musk ready to send humans into space next year. But is he ready to bring them back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he ever put in the word alive? <laughs> that reminds me of perhaps my favorite joke of the last... Oh, man, look at the time. Uh, my favorite joke of the last year or so, you don't need a parachute to skydive. You need a parachute to skydive twice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It, it's solid. It, it includes grading, uh, greetings, not gradings, greetings. From uh, some of our uh, brave enlisted uh, military personnel. Cool. We'll get you all back up to speed on everything on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. attention to the day in and out of impeachment. It's going to be going on for months. Marshall will have the latest and bring you up to speed. You didn't miss anything over the weekend. You'll be up to speed in, in moments. You're on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Mailbag! Awesome. Weekly shower thoughts to start the week off on a contemplative note. We'll get to the rest of Mailbag maybe a little bit later, but thanks to Rich in Salt Lake City for compiling these oh man this one hit home all the clutter around your house used to be money yeah that's a good one yeah putting aside gifts but uh yeah why that mm, seemed like a good idea at the time it's funny judy and i just we gave a bunch of stuff to charity and i was looking at quite a few of those items thinking that seemed like a good idea at the time Jack, this one is in your honor as you are working hard to acquire a new animal around your ranch, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, looking around for a giraffe and then uh, somehow over the weekend got off on looking at a wildebeest. To keep the giraffe company or Actually, just on, uh, on its own merit? On its own merit. Maybe, uh, maybe as instead of a giraffe, a wildebeest. But. Uh, hmm. I smell an Instagram account. I, I want a giraffe. <laughs> If giraffes were stealthy, meat-eating predators with a taste for human flesh, so there's her premise. Mm. If they were stealthy, meat-eating predators with a taste for human flesh, they would stalk apartment complexes all night and wait for people to walk by their open windows. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. 
Good thing that's not the case. It's amazing that society thinks much more highly of you if your shirt has an extra flap of fabric folded off the neck. Sure. Oh, uh, collared shirt. Collared shirt as opposed to the T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once again, this is for you, Jack. Jack, you don't know about this. Uh, right, if, you show up to the wedding in a t-shirt. Dude, dude, that's not cool. Little extra flap of fabric on it, and yeah, you're, you're you okay. Go. Little respect. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, in honor, uh, once again, of my co-host, Jack, who you don't know this because it's a radio show, not a TV show. Jack is one of the greatest eaters of bananas I've ever known in my life. <laughs> you have had a banana at least two-thirds of the days we've worked together for you know, oh my God, I'd say at least the yeah, cow ripped in years of bananas. Or closer yeah. to ninety-five percent. You probably. are one of the greatest consumers of banana on earth. Yeah, uh, the banana is no longer the food item that lo- looks most phone-like. The pop tart oh. is. The what? The pop tart is. <laughs> oh, you're it's right. It's kind of a rectangle. That's right. A flat rectangle. That's funny. Yeah, I'll have to is. mention that to my kids. Yeah, because they do the banana thing. Oh, hello. Yeah. I thought I told you this already. That's out of date. Yeah. Pop tart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things change. A slice of bread. Uh, your age in years is how many times you've circled the sun, but your age in months is how many times the moon has circled you. Mm-hmm. Crazy, isn't Wait it? Wait a minute. And finally, this is my favorite, so we got to get to it. If mermaids were real, they'd be really fat like seals to survive the freezing ocean water. Not hot and skinny? <laughs> right. Large breasted and be finned. No, they'd probably be <laughs> really heavy. Okay. Shaped like a manatee. Yeah. Well, otherwise they'd freeze. It makes death. perfectly good sense, right? Um, Marshall's going to have the very latest on impeachment to the extent that there is anything new from last week. Stay tuned. Hot boy. I guess we'll start the news and then interject as we go along. I guess that's the way to handle it. So much, just so much from so many different angles, and it is not going to let up. You think that the, the 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 world of news about Trump has had its foot on the gas for the last couple of years? Oh, we're into a whole new sphere now. Does anybody want that? Duh. News now, Marshall Phillips. Well, we have a number of media sources reporting the Ukraine whistleblower's attorney sent out a letter expressing serious concerns they have regarding their client's personal safety. Explaining, among other things, that certain individuals are offering a $50,000 bounty for the whistleblower's identity. Now, even with that concern, though, the whistleblower remains ready to testify. House Intelligence Committee uh, Chair uh, Adam Schiff was asked by Scott Pelley. Do you expect the testimony of the whistleblower? Absolutely. Your committee already has an agreement with the whistleblower that he will testify. We have an agreement that he or she will testify, yes. Meanwhile, President Trump demanded in the tweet Sunday he deserves to meet his accuser, writing, quote, I want to meet not only my accuser who presented second and third hand information, but also the person who illegally gave this information, which was largely incorrect to the whistleblower. Was this person spying on the U.S. president? Big consequences. Senator Lindsey Graham on CBS Face the Nation dismissing the entire report as hearsay, saying you can't get a parking ticket conviction based on hearsay. It was on Face the Nation. Every American deserves to confront their accuser. So this is a sham as far as I'm concerned. I want to know who told the whistleblower about the phone call. I want to know why they changed the rules about whistleblowers, not the hearsay rule was changed just a short period of time before the complaint was filed. The complaint 
sounds like a legal document. Who helped him? Who helped this guy write it or this girl write it? We're not going to try the president of the United States based on hearsay. Every American has a right to confront their accuser. I heard uh, others, not just Lindsey Graham, suggest uh, that one point he made, that the whistleblower complaint is clearly the product of a legal team. Right, I've heard that a couple times. It's not, and listen, the CIA guy's probably pretty good at the fancy talk, but it's clearly a legal document. Yeah, and and, uh, I saw somebody who deals with whistleblower complaints say that this is not what whistleblower complaints usually look like. Um, they're not usually written this perfectly mm-hmm. legalistically. So right. they went to a lawyer or or whatever. And then also that other angle of who changed the rules is a big thing. Trump just uh, tweeted about this a few minutes ago. All, all caps, which he really tweets in all caps. That's mm-hmm. very exciting. Where he says, who changed the longstanding whistleblower rules just before submittal of the fake whistleblower report? That's what Lindsey Graham just brought yeah. up. So you bring up the, so you combine the, they changed the rules so secondhand information counts. Right. With it it being used a, to be, this must be personal knowledge. You can't just be repeating rumors. You combine that with what you just brought up, the whole, it uh, appears to be written by a lawyers, and you wonder just what's going on there. Yeah, How well, and, and, and Trump's team is throwing around the deep state, the deep state term, and the intelligence committee's long-time uh, animosity toward the president, probably because he said some really nasty things about them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I tell you what, the people are absolutely going to demand more than this whistleblower if they come forward, if they do indeed testify, more than, yeah, yeah, some people told me. And then I heard, that's not going to be good enough to chuck a president. We have elections for that. you got to talk to the person who the whistleblower talked to. The sources have to come forward and say, yes, I saw this under oath or 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 whatever. Although, again, we have the the transcript of the call. Well, I guess that's right. There's more to it. There's the Rudy Giuliani stuff and, and all. Right. On another matter, ABC is now monitoring reports in Somalia of a possible attack on U.S. service members at a military base northwest of Mogadishu. There are also unconfirmed reports of a second attack at targeting a number of Italian troops in that East African country, situation we're going to keep an eye on. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman says the murder of the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi was a heinous crime. I don't understand why this is a story. I'm still lost on this one. It comes up on the news all the time, but that's what they focused on on 60 Minutes last night. Anyway, he is uh, denying allegations that he ordered the killing, but the prince telling 60 Minutes that he does take full responsibility. When a crime is committed against a Saudi citizen by officials working for the Saudi government, as a leader, I must take responsibility. He's taken full responsibility. Very admirable. Yes. He killed a journalist like they do all the time in that part of the world. And the journalist wanted a more religious country, not a more secular country. Yeah, so I just understand so egregious and dramatic and everything. Right there in the Turkish consulate. And it's just very exciting. And he was a journalist. So journalists are into it. But yeah, he was a dissident. He was a Saudi dissident. Now he's dead. That happens a lot. We're not in favor of it. We're just saying. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk says orbital flights of his company's newest rocket could be happening in just a few months. Musk unveiling the latest version of Starship, the spacecraft designed to carry people to the moon and on to Mars. Yes, to Mars. Yes. Speaking to a crowd at a rocket development site in Texas, Musk said manned Starship missions to space could happen starting next year. 
Yes. Moving ahead to the outer limits. The Major League Baseball regular season has ended. The wild card playoffs begin Tuesday. It'll be the Nationals hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. The A's will host the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League wild card game. Fantastic. Mm. And San Francisco a Giants. Traditional A's Rays tilt. <laughs> and the Rivalry San- that goes back months. San Francisco Giants manager Bruce Bochy has hung up his cleats after 13. 13- years with the team, 25 years as a major league manager. There was a ceremony offer, uh, honoring him after the game. Giant skipper who bought three World Series championships to San Francisco invoked a storied line from baseball history. I'll just echo the words of the great Lou Gehrig. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of this earth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making it so. I love you all. Next stop, Cooperstown. Thank you. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So Rudy Giuliani was making the rounds yesterday, and I watched him get interviewed a couple places, and I just don't think he helps the president's situation at this point. I'm not sure he helps anybody. He, He is the bull in the china shop. I was watching Lindsey Graham, and we'll play more of that throughout the morning on Face the Nation. Lindsey Graham, Trump should hire Lindsey Graham to spend his time doing nothing but defending him, because he's really good at it. Giuliani just, he, he has a way of, no matter what his argument is, making the president look guilty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, and he just, he rambles, and that speaking style of his is, is it makes you stressed out. And then oh, he Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is part of the problem. Yeah. The way he talks stresses me out. Right. I feel like I'm being yelled at, ah. or, or uh, I need to keep, keep a hand on my You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Right. Well, sorry. When I saw Lindsey Graham, I thought, oh, those are all good arguments, well presented. When yeah. I was watching Giuliani, it's like, ah! And Giuliani, <laughs> he'd go on these long, minutes-long rants. And then George Stephanopoulos would say something, and she would say, let me finish. Let, when are you going to let me talk? Do I get to answer these questions? And, and Stephanopoulos would say, you've been talking for like the last five minutes. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, hold when, on. Shut up. When do I get my chance? You just had a chance. Wow. You've been talking the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, moron. Well, and if he's coming off that way to you and me, it's not good. <laughs> it, just, it just seems surely at some point, Trump's going to switch to a different, like, really smooth, makes good points, makes you scratch your head sort of guy. Yes. Yeah. Don Jr. is way more effective than Rudy. Just as a get out there and, and be the spokesman. I suppose Trump wants uh, wouldn't want Lindsey Graham to quit his job as chair of the Judiciary Committee no, in no. the Senate no. that is going to keep him from being removed from office. A bowl of cafeteria jello with the fruit in it is a more effective advocate than Giuliani. I, I, I don't yeah. think he's helping. No, no. I think no. every time he opens his mouth, it hurts the president. I'm surprised that Trump hasn't picked up on that. Right. Well, and he, he comes off a little bit like an especially articulate street person. He's just ranting and raving at the fire hydrant. And I'm not sure that's the look you want as a beleaguered president. You don't know what you're talking about. I've hired this mental patient to yell at you. (laughs) Got some funny jokes from Saturday Night Live throughout the morning. Uh, Yet another town in America finds out what happens when you raise the minimum wage and they're losing their restaurants. Got a bunch of different things we can talk about this morning. You know what Rudy Giuliani ought to do? He ought to be hired by the entire Western United States to consult on the junkie bum crisis. He ought to consult every big city in every blue state 
and say, look, here's what you got to do to restore order and quality of life to your town. That'd be, be perfect a for him. Giant American hero again. And he has gravitas. Exactly. Well, he has some. <laughs> He's spending it by the day. De Niro dropped F bombs on CNN. We got all this for you on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This guy is should not be president, period. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of Fuck criticism em. of you. Fuck him. Okay, well, you know, this is cable, Sorry. so it's not an FCC violation, Sorry. but it is still a Sunday morning. Well, I we're, do wonder we're why you choose to go that let way. Let me say something. Why do you we choose are to go a, that We way? are at a moment in our life, in this country, <laughs> where this guy is All like right. a... So that's Robert De Niro on some CNN show I don't know on the weekend uh, saying blank em, blank em, and people going, oh, in the background, and you know the host is thinking, this is awesome. <laughs> Someone is going to hear that I have a show on CNN on Sundays. Yeah, finally. Why love- you're interviewing actors about politics? I don't know. And I was going to say, I love drama. I love the movies. Oh, the the new De Niro movie? The new Scorsese movie, The Irishman? Looks fantastic. Oh, I've watched all the trailers. I haven't been to a movie in a theater in 10 years. I'm going to go to this one. I'll leave my kids out in the car with a with a sippy cup or something. I'm going to The Irishman. What's it about? It's a new Scorsese mom movie. Jimmy oh, Hoffa. No. Uh, Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. It's got Joe Pesci in it. It's got De Niro. And, it's, and, and it's, now it's imputing my people with those mob stereotypes? It's, it's got all the people. Who's marching with They've me? gotten the band back together from yes. Goodfellas and all those right. movies. There you go. So I love that stuff. And I love music. You know that about me. But I don't idolize actors. I don't know why you ask me. guitar players, like there's some special breed of human. The, They're good at their jobs. It's interesting. Let's talk about music or movies. The cameraman who went, oh, bring him around and interview him. He's, his opinion is just as valid, right. probably more valid than yeah. Robert De Niro's as he lives in the real world. I'm every bit as interested in an orthodontist or a plumber's opinion as an actor's. They, Maybe more. They use uh, computer magic to make De Niro much younger. And I've watched some of the, the, the trailers, and he just looks like De Niro from the 70s. Mm. It's wild. Wow. How expensive is that stuff? Can a regular guy get that? or, or what? A little bonus mailbag for you. Then coming up, um, well, I don't want to tease it because it kind of gives away uh, the long and short of it. But uh, we'll just say he's the Second Amendment Man of the Year. The Your Home is Your Castle Man of the Year. All right. Stay with us. Essentially, he shot an intruder, then went to bed. And when he woke up in the morning, then he called the cops. So, is that a problem? Well, he was tired. You're not allowed to do that? Well, he had to get up in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. So he went back to bed. I got stuff to do. This person interrupted my life. Right. And now it's his problem. If he wants to call the cops, he should feel free. I'm all for that. Anyway, moving along. Texas, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin, the Fagafee Texas Marine, writes, uh, a friend of Armstrong and Getty over uh, 15 years. You're declared, you're certified fagafy and uh, are sent the uh, the Armstrong and Getty oven mitts. Let's see, a thought or two, hopefully coherent thoughts. I've taken a break from politics for a couple of weeks, except for your show, which is not just about shouting at all your opponents. Thanks for the Friday show with few mentions of the T word and the I word. Not sure uh, much of any importance happened, so I, for one, was glad not to hear the all caps shouting for a bit. 
And this break is coming from someone who, as a Marine, has been a news junkie since I was 19 years old. That was the age I realized some of the places I was seeing on the news might be my next destination, perhaps within the next 24 hours. Mm. Just wanted to say thanks, etc. You know, it's funny. um, We've been discussing that a lot uh, internally here behind the scenes of the show. How much of this stuff do you all want? I mean, a lot of it is just uh, spinmeisters. The echo chamber and the beltway crowd shouting the we're 100% right position on both sides. To me, speaking for myself, I'm interested in hearing that once, but I don't need to hear it the second through 44th time. Well, I want to hear every bit of new information once. Right. And th- but th- I don't need to hear the, the new information 50 times. And, and the self-satisfied anchor saying, we fact-checked that claim. I mean, oh, my God. Right. Oh, that just makes my soul tired. This is a big story. This isn't like a lot of the stories where we made the argument. You could make the argument. This isn't a story. This is a huge story. Oh, They're yeah. They're working on impeaching the president. We've, we've never removed a president from office that way, ever. And, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're working on doing it. It's a huge story. But every little wrinkle in that story is not a huge story. Right. Right. Uh, well, that's the difference between now and the last time it happened, and certainly uh, the Watergate go-round. It unfolded with fairly deliberate speed in both cases. There was more coverage during the Clinton year, the Clinton years uh, of impeachment, because it stretched on for quite some time. Um, but the constant 24-hour news cycle obsessing over every little detail, and indeed obsessing even if there aren't new details, is very new. And it's one of those things that, you know, it, maybe it's because I've been uh, like a fiercely independent pain in the butt since I emerged from the womb, but just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you have to do it, or it doesn't mean it's the right thing. If you are watching the news and thinking, this is crap, you're right, because they purvey plenty of crap. Uh, Ed writes, could the president just resign and start to work on his 2020 re-election campaign? I suppose you could. Uh, That'd be weird. But... Can you... Because, again, if you impeach a person, uh, if if a person is impeached and convicted, they can be forbidden from holding office in the future. Can you impeach a private citizen who used to be president? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. I mean, my God, the, the, the nine justices of the Supreme Court, their heads would spin around and smoke would come out of their ears trying to figure That's that one out. That's a heck of a move, though. He resigns. Yeah. Pence is president. Trump, well, just all he does is run for president. Right. Rallies around the country. Yeah. Well, and he could resign five o'clock the day before the Senate is going to vote on conviction. Because the Republicans would have the, the numbers together, probably. There could be a couple of mystery votes, but mm, probably not. Uh, so they would know which way it's going to go with a reasonable degree of certainty. If it's looking bad, Trump resigns. Bingo. Everybody's left, uh, you know, uh, what did my old band director say? With their, you're sitting there with your face hanging out. I never quite <laughs> figured out what that you're meant. sitting there with your face hanging out? Yes. Your that's band what director say. would say? Yeah, that? my junior high band director. Were you sitting there with your face sitting I out? I don't hanging? know. I still don't Is know. Is that like a slack jaw thing? Uh, <laughs> probably. But, uh, Did so you it, look like this? And then <laughs> immediately, I often look like that. Yes. <laughs> and then Trump immediately, the next day, noon, he's doing a rally. 
The Senate's sitting there, well, uh, Mr. Uh, President Pro Tem, do we hold the vote or no? I, I, I don't know if we hold the vote. The gentleman from Kentucky, I say we hold the vote. <laughs> you know, there's no, you're going to make up the rules as you go along. <laughs> Meanwhile, President Pence is just sitting in the Oval Office with his feet up laughing, and Trump's on his way on, on his gold jet to some rally in Dayton. <laughs> I tell you what, as a lover of the absurd, that's what I'm rooting for. Uh, here's Phil. Impeachment, I'm against it. But if I listen to Giuliani much longer, I'm likely to change my mind. He comes off as a caricature of the slimy attorney and accidentally the biggest advocate for impeachment in this debacle. I would say this this is my bipartisan take on it. I think Adam Schiff is bad for the Democrats. I think he he he's 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 worn out his welcome. He's a bad he's bad for humanity. And he comes off as slimy. Right. I think Giuliani does the same for Trump's side. I think they both both sides would be would benefit from fresh faces. Yes. Yeah. Schiff Schiff won't. Schiff won't go away. He will continue to be the face. Just because there's no way he's going to give up the chairmanship of that party. He he sees himself now as a figure in history. He will be remembered. The, the videotape of him will be played in, in 50 years. Uh, we'll talk about this much this later. little neck. We are not going to be impeachment all the time. But the uh, front page headline USA Today, inquire, inquiry moving on a fast track. There's some argument as to whether moving fast or slow is a good idea. Are people going to get tired of it if you go slow and deliberate? Will they get tired of it before you get to the punchline? Better hasty and half-cocked. <laughs> That's the way it's always worked for me.